So this is episode 50. 50. 5-0? Yeah. Yeah? Like the police. Like the police? Yeah. Not the band. We should <laughs> be quiet for a few seconds and then you can insert like cheering noises when you're editing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or like, or, like, or like one. Or like claps, yeah. Maybe we can get that Jeff guy to clap for us. Jeff doesn't like this podcast anymore. Oh, uh, that's fine. He just likes the other one. I never heard anything from him about that. I wonder if he like didn't appreciate being mentioned. Oh, was he the educational guy? What does that mean? <laughs> was he the one calling us out for not being educated or whatever? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Wait. <laughs> what are you talking about? You had mentioned that someone had called us out that we aren't an education. We is that what you were referencing, though, just now? Yeah. Oh, because on the other podcast, on the game podcast, he the, and this he controller said, is malfunctioning. Yeah. Yeah. He said that he liked that one better. Okay. So I thought that's what you were referencing. No, I just wasn't. You said you didn't like us anymore. I'm like, oh, was he? Since I brought that up on the malfunctioning podcast, <laughs> he hasn't said a word to me. And generally I hear from him every once in a while, like once a month or something. Yeah. But yeah, maybe he was like, oh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the things I'm telling you to then be like broadcast. Right. You know, the whole world yeah. could have heard that he liked that podcast best. All, all seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's been do you even remember when we started doing this like what year it was it was pre-covid 2019 cause well it was pre-me moving to South Carolina for six months you started when I met you in 2018 right cause we talked about when I went to Japan mm-hmm. yeah which was September 18? 2018. I was like, 50 is a pretty good, like, that's a good number to hit. But now it's like, yeah, in three years, <laughs> it's like, oh. There was a sizable gap. For our weekly here. podcast, <laughs> we hit 50 in three years. You took a long break, though. There's one that we did. There's a second one we ever did that never got posted. Where we talked about like our worst jobs we ever had. And then there was one that we did while playing Borderlands that never got posted. Right. That happened. But I because watched it, it, it. You could oh, have watched it live I at the moment. I watched it live. But yeah. we never like downloaded it or, you know, technology is too complicated. So it's just gone. But that's fine. So that would have made 52. Yeah. Out of three. What is October now, right? Yeah. But we had started before I went on that trip. Yeah. That wasn't like the first one we did. No, I feel like we had had five or six before that. I was going to say four or five before. What sucks is that since they're not on SoundCloud anymore, the actual like dates are, I think they're gone. Mm -hmm. But I thought maybe since it's been... 50 episodes that maybe we need to 
give some shout outs, maybe give some awards. Oh yeah? Yeah. What would we call those? So you win. Top contributor. That's your award. So. Is it going to be a glass? No, this award? is the award. Me saying that on air in front of the world. That's your okay. reward. Thank you. I wanted to give Megan the most improved player award. Because she's come a long way. She has. With the questions and the interaction. She did really good at first. And we praised her too much. So she was like, this is easy. And then she started to slack off. Yeah. And we started to call her out. And then she was like, oh, I better do better. And then she did. <laughs> David was the top Yeah, he was the number listener. one listener. That was weird. Because you said that I listened to that one episode like 100 times or something. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think all their stats were true, but... I'm like, there's no way I clicked on that thing. <laughs> so you never got an award for that. So you can have this award now. Man, it's an yeah. award just doing this with you, you know? Oh, it's, oh how it's sweet. It's the journey, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, they're all perfect. <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to do their question first? Me. You both have... I don't have a question. You don't have a single question. Well, I guess I do have a question. Okay. Since you bring up the 50, but, you know, ladies first. The 50 episodes? Yeah. Well, no, that's Revelant. Go with that. You go first. It's Did you Revelant? say Revelant? Dude, it's a Revelant. Revelant. Re- what? The L comes first. Revelant. <laughs> I can't say it. Relevant. Relevant. Elephant. Okay. Elevate. Relevant. Relevant. No, elephant. but my, my question is going to go in a whole different direction. Yeah. Okay. What has it done for you, the podcast? Has it done anything positive in your life? Oh, anything positive. <laughs> Not just what has it done, but specifically positive. Okay, what's it done for you, positive or negative? This is going to sum me up really well. <laughs> because I got a lot of negatives. <laughs> About the podcast? Yeah, and I might have like one. I got one positive okay i got a lot of negatives and the negatives the first thing that come to my mind and they far outweigh the positives yet i continue to do it (laughs) and i continue since we started doing this added two other ones that i do yeah so when we first started doing this one it it took the time that it took us to record it and the time that it would take for me to listen to it once. Right. So let's say we talked for an hour and a half It'd take me like an hour and a half to just listen to it, make sure it wasn't messed up in any kind of way. And when you ask me, what has it done for you? Like it sucked all my free time, but that's because I'm thinking about the whole thing together. Yeah. If, if we're going to talk about just this specific podcast, this podcast, I look at this that we do as just an excuse to hang out. Like old men that start bands with their friends. They're not trying to start a band. They just want to hang out with their friends. And it's like, this is a thing we can do. Right. And and it beats, you know, four married men going to hang out at a bar. Like a poker night. Yeah. 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 But I don't want to play poker. Uh And I feel like 
throughout the week, you know, like I have my notes. Right. Like there's stuff that comes up during daily life that's like, I want to talk about this. Right. I want to know what other people think about it. So maybe I started being too negative at first. It's the other podcasts that are annoying <laughs> and take all my time. This one is a good outlet for, I read this on Facebook. Right. I have no clue why this guy would feel the way that he feels. Like, can you explain it to me? Right. And generally, he can explain it enough. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, maybe I don't agree, but I can see the point of view. Right. Whereas had I went and asked that dude, he would just yell at me and cuss at me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was listening to your solo podcast, and it almost... It almost sounds like, I mean, even that particular one was, you know, they talk about how journaling can be a form of therapy. Journaling. Yeah. You're not going to suggest that I do that. I think you kind of do, but you're just doing it verbally. Okay, because I'm not going to write. No, I understand. I don't Because like when you write, <laughs> you kind of have to read the thing. Like, you're reading it as you write it. I'm not I, getting I, I, tricked in the I reading. know you're supposed to read it. Which I find amusing that you, you like uh, subtitled movies. So you're reading those like a grown-up. <laughs> it's better than the English version. <laughs> but it sounds like a... You know, it's just your way of getting your thoughts out there without without writing them down. You, you messaged me after the last one. I did. Well, the last one I did by myself. Yeah. And you were like, dude, you're just like depressed, man. That's 100% not <laughs> what I sounded like. Okay, what I read in my head was was that. Do I need to like reword things? <laughs> you do, do I do I sound like a surfer guy or? Yeah, like I, when I read your text. I sound like, like a stoner or whatever. Yeah, that's how I read. I don't know how to take that. I don't. <laughs> dude. You're like the Sean William Scott to my Ashton Kutcher. What does mine say? <laughs> you would. You would totally beat the crap out of a speaker box if someone just kept saying yeah. and then to you. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. For sure. And then. You don't want to participate? <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> That's why you wouldn't get psyched. Just let her watch. Okay, <laughs> just watch. I can't. I'm not gonna stop you. You're free to do whatever you want, whenever you want. I know. Where is I'm, it? I'm. I'm not a biblical man. You know, you're free to make your own choices. Peacock, Amazon. I've got it on DVD. If that's what you want. You have them all on DVD. Yeah. I did for a while. Talking about. Oh, I just said what we were talking about a second ago. Never mind. But yeah, I think it's a it's kind of your form of journaling. You're getting but your thoughts out there and processing through them. What was I talking about that made you come and be like, it sounds, what do you say, it sounds like you're depressed? It sounds like you might be dealing with some depression, yeah. But first of all, why is that a surprise to you? It's not a surprise. You just wanted to point it out. You just wanted to like take my face in one hand and depression in the other. Yeah, and like just a cake. smear yeah. them together. Okay. Like a depression cake. 
I don't remember what did I even talk about on that one in general. Like what was what was the, I mean, the point of that? There's no point to life. But my point was that there is a point to life, right? Yeah, that kind was. Of. I told you, you I listened to it and I was very inspired to make my life count more. But I heard you talk about how tired you were mentally, just beat mentally. Look what I got to hang out with all the time. <gasps> what about you? You've, you've listened since we started. Yes. What's it done for you? What, I'm going to talk about my depression? Did you want to talk about your maybe it was a, Maybe it was a cry for help. Maybe it is. We'll just move past it like it didn't happen. That's why I text you and be we'll like, just... hey, sounds like you're dealing with this. Because I've been there. Sometimes I'm still there. Oh, hold on. I do want her to answer that question. But when I finished that, now that you've reminded me what I was even talking about, I was like, how do people think I'm a negative person? Because the entire point of that was like, have a positive outlook. Like, do something positive. Where did you get... I was focused. He's I, really depressed, I literally, bro. Really depressed. <laughs> Bro, what does mine say? I got focused on the, you know, I'm mentally tired. Right. Just, just you're just tired, and you're tired of doing it. You know? It. Life? I'm assuming you meant life, or just like the mundane. Which is what? also something you're comfortable with, so I get that too. Are you laughing at some kind of sex joke? <laughs> Because you said I'm tired of doing it. <laughs> Jesus, like hanging out with Morgan. That's that's the guy from the this controller is malfunctioning, right? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I mean I listened to the rest of it, but that part because I I feel it, man. I'm I've been there. It's not just the normal way that people feel sometimes, though. I think so. For, you know, 20 years straight. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> Especially if you don't like seek any like, help for it outside of doing podcasts. Up, up until like 20... I think we've talked about this before. So what has it done for you? How has my depression helped you? I find it strangely comforting. <laughs> the podcast or the depression? Your depression. Depression in general? No, just yours. <laughs> I don't I think it's really bad in most people, but I think because I have felt the same way that you say you feel sometimes, but it's hard for me to say that I feel like that. And it, like, comforts me, I guess. That you, It's hard for you, you to say that you feel depressed. depressed. Yeah. Because you feel like you shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. So that's weird. And I've always been surrounded by people who are like, you know, focus on the positive things in life and be like happy and cheerful. And with you, 
I don't have to be. And I like that. Yeah, please don't be. I can just be what I feel. I think you, like, make me feel like it's okay to feel like that. It is okay. You're a human being. Feeling like shit and then having somebody tell you to stop feeling that way is, like, the worst thing that they could do. Because then you just feel worse. Mm-hmm. Well, they tell you to choose happiness. <laughs> yeah, don't get David started on that. <laughs> he doesn't tell me to choose happiness. He helps me sometimes to, to like, be happy or see things in a different way. But I think it's a, it's a, there's a big difference between telling someone just choose to be happy and helping them through something that makes them happier. Right. And to be fair, I don't think I've ever looked at you and been like, just choose it, Sean. <laughs> no, you haven't. You said that to me. In jest, <laughs> like as a joke, not no, I in not eating, right? In jest, right? Thanks, not in jest, no, in space, jest, <laughs> in space, jest, in space, jest, verbatim. <laughs> Has the podcast done anything this? This podcast has taught me a lot. I have learned an incredible amount of, from this podcast. Of incorrect information. Because <laughs> we don't know what we're talking no, about. I, that's not completely true. No. Some things you totally know what you're talking about. And I've, I've learned a lot. But I'm also different from most people. So maybe other people aren't learning as much. But I do. You know what's funny is when Sean was like, we should do a podcast, nowhere in that conversation was I like, we should make it educational. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it never happened. And, and he didn't bring that up either. He wasn't like, you know what, I hope people... <laughs> I hope they can learn from this. <laughs> I hope they can learn from this. And I, I get what you're saying. You've learned... Other things, not like scholastic things, right. you know, oh. like real life things. And, mm -hmm. and, the, and the thing that I always hear from people from, you know, my circle that listen to it is they just think it's great that we can all talk. And there's Me been a couple, too. there's been a couple of times when it sounded like Sean was getting frustrated or Mike was getting frustrated or I was getting frustrated but you know what? Chicken broccoli comes back and yep. we're back at the BSing and the laughing and the whatever again because, you know, we're not out here unfriending each other because... The chicken broccoli comes back. <laughs> it comes back. What about you? What about me? You asked me. <laughs> you asked her. What has it done for you? I mean, so it does give me... A chance just to, just to hang with my best friend. Mike. And I, <laughs> and I've learned, I've learned a lot about both of you guys. That's a good call. You know? Sometimes the things I learn about Mike change, yeah. you know, from this time to that time, but still learning. Yeah. People change, man. And it happens. 
But, like, for instance, I know it's a stupid little thing, but forever, I thought Spider-Man was Sean's favorite superhero. And then we got that get-to-know-David where I also asked him questions back, because that's how it was supposed to go. Like, he asked me questions, and I'd ask, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Spawn. Spawn's his favorite superhero. I had no idea. I don't even know who Spawn is. Because he doesn't, he doesn't get any... He's not as cool as Spider-Man, but... <laughs> but if you knew who he was, you'd probably understand why Sean liked him like he does. He's black. <laughs> So it's like it's like my white guilt. I was like, I gotta like this guy. It's like I like Miles more than Peter, because I have to, you know. Is that legit? You really like Miles more than Peter? No, but I like that after forty years or whatever of Peter, that they can take and do a different variation on Spider-Man without it having to be one of those like limited edition like 12 episode or episode like issue whatever. 12 issue like run where it's like like the what if stuff right like, it's cool that they just said like fuck it we're just gonna have another spider-man yeah but he'll exist alongside actual spider-man right but they're both spider-man or spider-man <laughs> the spawn always had a depressing take to it because at least when I was reading it, he was homeless. Right. He had he had died and kind of got sent back to Earth, some deal he made. But he had to watch, like, his wife marry his best friend. And his best friend raised his baby. Or maybe the best friend and the wife had a baby. Like, I don't remember. But he had to, like, watch that from afar. And, like, they didn't know he was back to life. Right. I think that eventually there was a storyline where they found out, but you would read Spider-Man and like, you'd have a good laugh and there'd be some cool shit in there, but you really had to like wait for some depth to the story. Like, like a deep cut emotional storyline would happen like in the comics. Once, Every other year or something, maybe. Yeah, like when he actually kills Gwen. Or like Aunt May died. Or him and Mary Jane like split up. Like those were... Man, that was... Man, that that messed with me. (laughs) Those were (laughs) rare highlight moments. Where it felt like Spawn had a little bit of that real life... This sucks vibe to it. Like throughout. You know, it's funny you should like present it like that because the reason I love Spider-Man so much is because he's more relatable than most other superheroes you know because he is like he he does fail and he recognizes that like issues later he's like he's practicing catching a dummy and not breaking his neck you know because he's still dealing with the Gwen thing you know like he knows he messes up and he tries to make up for it you know so I mean it's true it's just not as angsty as, as. I don't like that you use that word. No, it makes me sound like some like angry emo teenager. You're not. Like, I have so much angst. You got some four year old angst. 
some midlife crisis age too. <laughs> there's a there's a vibe that that word gives off that's like you're angry about some dumb shit, right? You think so? Do you feel like that one? You say anger. It's like okay, anger. When you say angst, it's kind of like you're laughing at the person. Like, look at all that <laughs> angst. <laughs> right. He's got black pants and black shoes and a black shirt. Black hat, Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> Is it rancid? You know rancid? <laughs> Even like Wally, will make you feel like shit when you watch it. Coco makes you feel like shit, and. Up makes you feel like shit. Never seen it. That's super good. Like because Sean's favorite Pixar movie. <laughs> I thought Coco was your favorite. Coco's better than Up. Is it? I think so. It's been replaced. But Wally is better than both of those. I can't keep up with you anymore. Acton watched Wally, and then he told me that movie's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what did you say to him? Get used to it. <laughs> No. Like, what do you think is waiting for you out there? Like, no, I don't say stuff like that to my kids. Then you're lying to them. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't say some like false positive stuff. Okay. To make this easier for me to make an example, you go watch True Lies, right? Okay. And you enjoy it for two hours. And it was a nice break. And then back to it. Back to the grind. Back to doing it. It doesn't... <laughs> God, that's embarrassing. That you laugh at that. I'm not laughing. He is. I don't laugh at all. He's laughing at you. You're laughing at a third grade joke. A third grade? First? Uh, no! Danny said that kids in first grade are talking about doing it. What? Oh, you don't listen to my podcast? Okay. Okay, it this just... podcast was me and your best friend, and you didn't even listen to it. It just came out this morning. Yeah, that's 12 hours that you've had. Oh, this is dumb. I don't want to talk about Spawn anymore. Okay. <laughs> no more Spawn. <laughs> Did I answer your question, though? What the podcast has done for me? Yeah. Yeah. a good shirt I was realizing earlier at dinner that we all have we're all repping Japan on our shirts <laughs> yeah isn't it kind of weird there are like your stereotypical like neckbeard like Japanophile people right yeah, yeah. that there's a certain they got their, their appearance there's a certain personality that none of us have that, like, almost socially outcast, you're a fucking weirdo, like, I'm a furry. Right. Kind of shit. Like, an honest goodness weeaboo. But, like, <laughs> Dale is super into, like, Japanese history and, like, samurai shit. Right. And Morgan is really into, like, actual anime and old retro shit like game shit from japan right it reaches into 
a lot of like what Mike is into and what Mike was into when he was younger. And you have this huge fascination with Godzilla that we got into last time. Right. Because it used to just be a joke. Like you would just pick on me because I went there. And I would talk about how I went there all the time. And you'd be like, oh, you always got to talk about Japan or whatever. I love how and your, your David voice is fantastic. <laughs> I'm a stoner or I'm like kind of a stern father. <laughs> Those are your two dynamics. <laughs> you can be both. <laughs> a stern stoner father? Yeah. Hey, you kids. Uh... <laughs> but none of any of our daily lives and or activities revolve around, like, Japanese shit. We all just have, like, a really specific interest in a certain aspect of it. But, like you said, like, we're all wearing Japanese shit right now. Yeah. So maybe maybe we are those people, and we just don't realize. No, we're not those people. I guarantee I can go into a bedroom here, and I won't find like one of those pillows with like the anime girl on them. Right. Yeah, right. that's not happening because there is no way. Ten years ago, you would find anything but maybe a Pokemon shirt at Walmart, as far as just anything Japanese related. But now they've got Naruto, and they've got. You know, uh, My Hero Academia, they've got, I mean, Death Note, you know. I mean, they're not deeper cuts, but it's more popular, right? So we're just buying it because we can, because we can? I think it it's more in the public eye because, you know, people are getting tired of the superhero shtick. So now they're looking for, for lack of a better term, a Japanese superhero. But that's what we're doing? No, that's not what we're doing. I'm, I'm saying the reason why it's everywhere. You, you, your initial question was, is it weird that it's like everywhere right now? I'm at everywhere in our... In our circle? In our group, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if that sounds... It's not weird to me, but I've always... I mean, my first nerddom was Godzilla, so... Maybe we all found each other because of that connection. Because of the Japanese connection. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. I actually recently told him that I think maybe he was Japanese in a former life. Yeah? You know, that would make sense, right? No. Yeah. And and did his former Japanese self kill himself in, at uh, the suicide board? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he had weird feelings when he went there. Because, because yeah. his wife left him. Because he was too busy working to earn money. <laughs> Oh, right. He listens to my podcast. <laughs> we, there's this dude that I like on YouTube that talks about like street fashion, shit like that. And again, he could be a dude that talks about street fashion and like street culture brands. And he could be talking about it in New York or LA. But he's not. He lives in Tokyo. He's a black dude. He's an American black dude that had, like, moved there. But it, one of his more recent videos was about 
like the five different types of people that wear certain types of fashion. Right? So the, the type of way that you dress is describing the type of personality that you have, the type of person that you are, which is true to an extent. Yeah. But he gets to the Japanophile. And she's like, huh, that's you. <laughs> and <laughs> the way that he described this person was like, this is the kind of person that thinks that everything that Japan does is the best way to do it. And she was like, that's what you say all the time. <laughs> and he was like, this is the person that thinks that the way that one country's food tastes, just because it was made in that country, is never going to be as good as it is in Japan. And she goes, you say that all the time. <laughs> but the, the overall does. person he was describing was the body pillow person. You know, like the neck beard in the basement getting off to little kid anime. And it was like, that's not me i get you but that's how she sees me it's like oh you're like has he asked you to dress up as a sailor scout or something or <laughs> no no yes not I, I think we're okay then i think sean just gotta but just have a deep appreciation well part of the reason i said that is we went to europe and he kept saying in Europe, oh, it's better in Japan. Like, why are they doing it like this here? Like, I, Japan does it better. I don't say that. You said it a few times on the trip. And I was like, stop comparing Europe to Japan. They're not the same. They're not. And one is better. <laughs> but it's not better just because, like, it's, it's actually objectively better well i can't argue it because i haven't been to japan so once i've been there maybe we can revisit this and see if i agree what was better the way they all stand in a line to go onto the trains true they didn't in in Europe, they just all shoved in there any which way. The entrance and exit of the train is the same door, right? So what's the easiest way to deal with that scenario? Let everyone off and then load everyone up. Right. So what country do you think does it that way? I'm, I, I'm spitballing. <laughs> now, this is not an educational podcast, so I'm guessing Japan. In Japan. A unified Japan. <laughs> <laughs> everyone getting on the train at that door just magically forms two single file lines right so right on the outside edge of where the door will open the people getting in that car make like a walkway like for the queen of england or whatever right when people stand there and she walks down the middle right Everyone getting do off. Do they clap for them? What? Say what? Do they bow? Do they well, clap? yes, they do. They bow. Yeah, do they? Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone 
comes out of the train and then all the people waiting to go in when the last person gets off just walk in in Germany everyone just randomly stands right in front of the fucking door so anyone getting off the train has to navigate through this like fucking 13 14 people and like push their way through while everyone is trying to enter the train at the same time that everybody's trying to get off the train. Like, Japan did that better. I, I'm not arguing. I think so, too. <laughs> but it's not like Europeans couldn't do that. Anyone's capable of doing that. Yeah. They just don't give a shit. They want to do it the harder, more annoying way. Just because they don't want to do it in some sort of structured, simplified way. So you have a question specifically for David. For David, yes. Okay. Because you keep talking about the Godzilla movies or storyline. I've never watched any of them, which, surprise! I I am shocked and appalled. Um, so I was wondering which is the best movie to watch. Which one's the best if I decide to watch one? Because I do want to watch one. At least one. You struggling. I mean... Because there's probably... I've only seen, I don't know, maybe two or three. But I imagine that there's one that's like the best. That wouldn't be... The best one to watch first. Yeah, that's like someone asking which Star Wars should I watch first. Oh, not geez. episode one. Because really? a part of me, a part of me would be like, well, if you want to follow the story, I don't. You, you're going to go with number one. But then you're not going to want to watch the rest. No. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you were going to pick one, I would say the most current Godzilla King of the Monsters, the American one. Godzilla you, King of the Monsters? Yeah. That's what it was called? Yeah. Is that the one that came out like three-ish years ago? That's the one where he fights Ghidorah and Rodan. And... I think I saw that one. Yeah, I think I think you came with us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think I... Yeah. Or was it the first Godzilla you came with? I don't, I don't know, because... They're fine while I'm watching them, but that's that's the top. Like they're fine while I'm watching them. I think that the reason that I mean not that you can't like them just because you like them. Right. But I think that you and Kat were both like I watched these movies with my dad. Right. This was a nostalgic thing. It's a thing I did throughout my life growing up so now I have this connection to them right like Bruce Lee like I love Bruce Lee not the greatest actor great fighter but you know I watched it with my dad when I was a kid so and you'll you'll find there's like three or four country songs I hold on to because my mom and I used to listen to them so so I wouldn't like say go watch Godzilla versus Mothra from 1968 because you're just going to wonder what the heck I told you to watch. Um, 
the last three movies that were made here in America, they've got their own origin. They've got their own, um, well, their own storyline completely. And Godzilla is, depending on which iteration you're looking at, he's, he's like 100, 100 feet taller, than he, 100 to 250 feet taller than he's ever been. Like, he's bigger than he's ever been. Except for some Netflix stuff. Anyway, just ignore that. What's the last Godzilla movie that was made by a Japanese? They they still make them over there. But we don't get, we don't get them here. You can you just, they just don't show them in the theater. They're not that they're not big enough draws. No. Have you watched those? Yeah. None. But you're not recommending any of those. So the American ones are. I'm taking better into consideration. Who I'm talking to. Because Joni, I don't think she wants to watch a guy in a rubber suit. Or the current... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What? It's The suit's more high-tech. You know, there's some animatronics involved now instead of just like a guy in a rubber suit. But it's... But it's still a dude in a suit. With a fake set city around them? Yeah. That's how they still make them. Yeah. So they're like B-movies. Yeah. They're... Okay. When has there has there been... A high budget, like wide release Japanese Godzilla movie. Not in America. But have there? Yeah. Where it's not a guy in a suit. No, it is a guy in a suit. Okay. But sometimes the suits, I mean, the suit's pretty, you know, like really good makeup basically, you know? Okay, so which one of those would you recommend? Probably Godzilla 2000. That came, that came out here. Well, yeah. You can find it here, but it's not. It wasn't in the theaters. I mean, it might have been in the bigger cities. Okay. But, you know, I recognize that title. It wasn't big enough to be like Montrose is going to have it. You know. To be fair, I mean, was surprised Demon Slayer was showing here, but it's because it's it's just normal shit now, like you were saying. Yeah. Get your shirts at Walmart. Although n- nobody seems to know. That's true. People ask me when I'm going to be for Halloween. They say Nezuko. Nobody knows. I'm like, who's that? What's that? To backtrack. Over the past, let's say six years, I don't have it in my head exactly. There's been three Godzilla movies made here in America with our special effects and all that jazz. Like we just, okay. The first one is kind of boring. Because there's literally maybe eight minutes where Godzilla's on the screen. And for me, I if I'm watching a monster movie, like I want to see the monster more often. Okay. Um, so that's why I'm directing you to this one, because there's like more action. And uh, it, won't, it won't put you to sleep. Okay. Um, and if you, if you like it, then I'll probably direct you to Skull Island, King Kong Skull Island. So you can get King Kong's origin story. And then I'll say, now go watch Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. It's only fair if you're going to commit to doing this. You can't just watch the new fancy American version and be like, okay, I, I get it. I get what it is. Because that isn't all that it is. If you're going to watch that newest well, not newest, but the King of the Monsters. You have to go watch some shit from the 60s. 
and just be like, now I have a reference point of what it was like and what it truly is. Because you said even the current Japanese movies are made that same way because America just took it and was like, Oh, we'll just dump a bunch of money into it and make it like a spectacle. But you got to commit to watching two, not just one. What you told me about Lord of the Rings. No, I did not tell you that you had to watch that. I told you I didn't want to watch it, but I felt like you needed to. And after we suffered through the first movie, we were both like, no, it's fine. And I told you you didn't need to keep watching it and that I couldn't deal with watching another one. Which is too bad because the, the, the other two are better than the first one. Honestly, you can just fast forward through all the Frodo scenes, it's, it, they're great movies. But Frodo wasn't great in the books. Not that, not that you know. They're really long. <laughs> They're really long. But Frodo in the movie is like, oh, he was painful. That was painful. But how is the main character in a movie like, God, that was painful. He's terrible. And then you're like, that he's, movie was one of the best movies ever. He's not the main character. You have an entire, like... He is the main character. He's not the main character. He is the main character. You spend a lot of time with Aragorn. Aragorn? Aragorn? However you want to say it. Maybe you do, but when you think of Lord of the Rings, that's not who you think of. It is exactly who I think of. Gandalf, Aragorn, Gimli, maybe a little bit of Legolas. Schmeagol. You're just saying this to try to prove a point. That's how I actually feel. It's just, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like when you smoke weed for the first time, I imagine. And somebody's like, well, you gotta, you gotta do it two or three times. Or you take a, your, you drink your first beer and somebody's like, yeah, it's an acquired taste. So, okay, force myself to like it. Just keep doing it until I like it. Just no, keep watching this until it's I'm over. I'm sitting right here saying that if you could fast forward to the Frodo parts, they make great, they great make yeah, make great movies. The last thirty minutes of the third movie is different shots of different men smiling at each other. And he's saying that's the best movie. <laughs> that's um, weird. Which one does he say you will suffer me? The second one or the third one. Wow. It's an epic part, man. You got you got the king of the undead, like the dead no longer suffer living the past. The like, pirate people? They're not that pirates. come like flocking in at the end of the movie. Sure, yeah. But not that part. The part where he goes to collect them. And that like there's this like stare down between Aragorn and the undead king. I think this is the third movie. And just the way that Vigo delivers that line. <laughs> so you watched like 10 hours of these movies. Is it? I need to know before I make this point. Were the dead people in the third movie or the second? Third movie. They were. Yeah. You're sure. Okay. Well, that's where the scene you're talking about where they like storm the beach. Yes. Yeah. That's the, that's third, the movie. third movie. Yeah. So you have all this buildup. 
of what will eventually you imagine throughout watching all this. This amazing final battle, which you would think would take, you know, like 20 minutes and there'd be crazy shit happening and super fantastic, magical bullshit. And when they start fighting, all these ghosts just come through and kill the other the other enemy. So they didn't even do anything. No. The ghosts did. They're getting ready to battle. And, like, the humans are pretty much figuring, like, this is a losing fight. We don't have the numbers. We can't possibly win. But someone probably gives a speech to, like, rally the troops. <laughs> and they charge into battle. And while they're charging into battle, these ghosts show up. And, like, fly across the battlefield and just kill everybody and except... You, that is not what happened at all. <laughs> That's totally what... That who you, what whose word that are you going to That is not what happened. Yours. <laughs> what we'll happens? To, we'll pull it up so we can prove you wrong. What happens? I've only seen that movie once. And that is how I remember it. They show up and take out some of the bad guys in that part of a fortress. But not all of them. I mean, there's an epic fight between that shield maiden of Rohan. See, that phrase right there, that's enough. You've lost it. Shield maiden of Uh, Rohan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) The Riders of the Rittermark, man. Okay, say that again. Riders. Of the Ritter Mark. Okay. Just keep going with shit like that. Just keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. What else? But there's other fights that happen. Like like Gandalf takes down one of the Nazgul with his staff. One know? of the what? The big dragon thing. Yeah, what are they called? Nazgul. Oh, okay. That's cool. Actually, I don't think that that's what the dragon's called. That's what the writer's called. Yeah. But no, it's just the, the, the undead army of the show is just like, it's done. That's how I remember it. Like, in my head, I picture these two armies running towards each other. And then from the back, like off the screen, here come these, like, ghost pirates. And then they were pirates. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. They had, like, the hats. They weren't pirates. Like, medieval soldiers. (laughs) And they, like, within, like, three minutes, they just, like, float and, like... (laughs) They don't even battle. They just like <laughs> cast a spell and everything dies. That's not what <laughs> I like your version though. <laughs> I remember when I saw these in the theaters, I liked them just as much as everybody else. And when that third movie came out, I was super excited. You know, midnight, whatever, opening night, there waiting. And I was like, this final battle is going to be amazing. And then just like when you watch Maximus knock away the emperor's hand and then the emperor just flings his shoulder into Maximus a couple of times, knowing how futile that is. And then he just slowly sticks the blade in his neck and you hear the gurgle sound. Yeah. And then he just lets him slide off the knife into the sand. And then no one in the crowd makes a sound. 
And then you gotta watch pirates <laughs> float across the battlefield. They're different movies, man. You you can't compare. No, like, you you can't compare the, the best movie ever to a movie that's okay to watch sometimes. You know the elevator scene. In what movie? In Gladiator. Okay, yeah. That scene where they show him in that all white robe outfit. Yeah. And they leave the camera and it's like just watching him go up with that low shot. Yeah. That scene, that 10 second scene is better than all 10 hours of The Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So you don't, you like to champion these movies, but it seems like there's a limit to where you're arguing for how good they are would stop. Yeah. Okay, so if that's the case, why why should she watch the next two? I didn't say she should. I okay, was just saying you, the, the other two are better than the first one. You're not saying like you should watch these. No. Okay. You should watch Gladiator. <laughs> Which we, did. we she Oh did. you did? We did. Good job. Alright. We just talked about that. While we were eating, yeah. Oh that's right, we did. Man, Dang. my memory's slipping. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, you've got kids, and my kids will ask me often enough, or they used to, like, "What's your favorite Disney movie?" I'm like, "Okay, well, animated Disney movie, not not CG, right?" Would be uh, Emperor's New Groove, because it's hilarious. Really? Yeah. Emperor's what? New Groove. New group with David Spade and John Goodman. I don't know that. David one. Spade's in that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's awesome. I laughed. And CG Pixar would be The Incredibles. Oh, that's a that's a bad that's a bad take. Why? Because oh, there's so many incredible movies. Like I don't know. I don't understand people's adoration for that series it just doesn't click is it the family shit that does it for you for me it's it's knowing well first off i love the fact that like his biggest fanboy became like a a, a decent villain like syndrome was a good villain kind of creepy and fully capable of doing some damage you know um but my thing is, I, I fully believe that if we had superheroes around, we would treat them like that. Like, you, you're causing more harm than good, so stop doing what you're doing, you know? So they said about Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, some dude that shot a bunch of people. <laughs> Was he a superhero? To some people, yeah. <laughs> if we had superheroes, I bet you that we would just be divided as a country as to whether or not they were doing good. Or, you know, a bunch of people saying, like, that's the cop's job. Like, you can't do that. Or you're putting cops out of jobs. You're contributing to unemployment. <laughs> right. If, Everyone, they find something to complain about. Yeah. 
What? I was going to say, if we had superheroes, I would probably be one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your superpower? I don't know. You can't just you can't just make a claim like that and not have a power in mind. I, I've been asked that. What would you pick? I don't know. Probably like speed or flying. What the fuck? You're a waste of a superhero. <laughs> I like flying, so what would be better than actually just doing it myself than getting on an airplane? I would be the world's most powerful telepath. I can just control all of you. Oh my gosh. That's a horrible one. Why do you want to control the world? What does that say about who you are as a person right now? That you want to control everyone? If, if, I, if I'm, you know, chaotic good, you don't have anything to worry about, right? Only bad guys have something to worry about. Okay. <laughs> if I was a superhero, my ability would be to just... Choose happiness? Have... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because what I would do would be my power would be I just have money. <laughs> it's like if I open my wallet, there's just money in it. Right? Yeah. And if I look at my bank account, whatever amount I need to be in there, it's in there. So you want to be George Soros? Who's that? Is he a superhero with a he's, lot of money? He's a rich person. A very rich person. That's a weird pick. You could have said like Bezos or Gates. Elon okay. Musk. Who who is he? he, he How is he rich? What does he do? He's part of the, I believe he's part of the World Banking Organization. But what I would do with my money is buy people's affection. Is we just talk about that. Move. <laughs> well, no, this is if I'm a superhero. Okay, superhero. What's so, your what's your name with the money? Sean. Greenback? No, it's just me. I'm just me. I just want this one ability. And then I would move away from everyone and not have to talk to or deal with people at all ever again. And if I wanted something, I would buy it. And if I wanted to do something, I would go do it. And if you were like, hey, I, I want this new $8,000 TV, I'd be like, here's $8,000. I appreciate that. The thought that counts. <laughs> For, oh, I don't want to speak for you, but for me, the number one barrier to happiness is working. Like, I work to make money. Right. So if I just had money, I wouldn't have to work. I could spend my time doing the shit that I wanted to do. That sounds awesome. It's like, what do you want to do today? Like, oh, well, I don't know. Well, okay. great. You don't have to do anything. It's like, oh, perfect. Interesting. I've but, been working since I was 15. I can't. Yeah, because didn't you say that if you won a bunch of money or whatever, you'd still find something to, like, to work? Yeah, I'd still work part-time or something. I think it depends on what you call work. I mean, you really think if you had millions of dollars, you would well go work part-time, minimum wage job somewhere? I go work part-time cutting hair. 
You say petting hair? I thought yeah, hair. it sounded like that. I thought they said I'm like, it. I'm not petting anymore. Just pet hair. <laughs> people <laughs> would come in. Weird people would come yeah. in. And I don't be need like, your money. I just yeah. want to pet your hair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you. Five <laughs> dollars. No, I'll just get hair part time. The idea of going to work to do something that you enjoy doing would be made so much more enjoyable knowing that your life doesn't depend on you doing it. I agree with that. So even if you worked, I don't know, say you still work five days a week, eight hours a day, the stress of, I need to work more, I need more customers, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills, all that is gone. Right. To where need another client. Yeah, you're just like, well, fuck it. Like I'm just here until five o'clock. I don't give a shit what happens. Cause everything outside of this is already taken care of. I bet that your mood would change. Probably. I bet that you'd be like happier, more outgoing. People would be like, Wow, you've you've really like, you know, changed over you like turned a corner you'd be like i'm fucking rich like what do i have to worry about get the fuck out of here don't talk back to me is that what money would do to you you would say things like that to people no i wouldn't say anything to anybody oh right you would live on i would talk to the cable company and be like run this internet shit all the way out up this hill to the top of this mountain. I don't care what it costs. I'll pay it. Don't ever, like, make sure it's correct. Because I'm not calling you back. I, I don't want ever want to see you again. Right. That's what you would tell people if you had a lot of money. You would be like, I don't ever want to see you again. This is our final moment of interaction. Get out of my life. Remember me. <laughs> But let's say that I did have to have somebody come and, I don't know, the refrigerator broke. I would just call one of my friends and be like, hey, I'll give you $1,000 to come out to my house and talk to the guy that's going to install the refrigerator. Could you just employ, just employ one of us to do that for you? Sure. Well, That could be my job. No, because I only want you around when I need you to do something. He would get rid of all of his friends, is what he's saying, That's too. He saying. would pay us off. Pay us off? <laughs> yeah. He would say, here's a lot of money. Stay out of my life. Never contact me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For every time you text me, I'm taking $1,000 back. <laughs> That's part of my power. Hey, here's, your, here's 100 grand for the year, right? When I want to hang out, you must be available. <laughs> This is the stipulation. But if you contact me to hang out, you have to give a thousand dollars. I would lose all my money right away. (laughs) You have to wait for me to be ready to hang out with you. It would be really nice. All the shit you hate doing. Like you had to be here the other morning because you switched internet companies. Mm -hmm. That shit's so irritating. Yep. To just be able to like they tell you you have to be home for us to do this. Someone has to be there. You could just have someone else do all that annoying shit for you. Mm -hmm. So that you could spend that time 
doing something that you wanted to do. Last time we did a podcast together, we talked about money. What's up with that? Because there's a woman here. And the woman was like, Okay. Oh, a million dollars isn't enough. <laughs> I'm, I want to talk about money. <laughs> money is great, right? Although I don't know if I want you to ever have a lot of money because you're going to cut me out of your life. That's <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> it's never going to happen, so it's a joke. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like interacting with people that I like interacting with. It's the interacting with the people that you're just kind of forced to interact with. Like Bert. Right. Yeah. Bert? Bert. You know a Bert? Bert. Yep. Unfortunately, Bert. I know a Bert. We started through word of mouth getting hooked up with. I mean, rich, not not extravagant rich. Not live on a mountain and pay someone to stand in for when the repair needs done. Right. Rich. But but not poor either. They're not. They're comfortable. They're well off. Yeah. Very. They're past that. I would imagine. I was going to say they're not like middle class. They're above middle class, right? Wealthy. They're wealthy. They're just not super rich. Not part of the 1%. Right. I mean, they have a house in Arizona, too. They don't rent this one out when they're not here. It just sits there. But they're not driving like a Bentley, you know? Actually, we don't know. We've never seen their cars. We never have. We have quite a few clients that are like, they are living out on a mountain. You know, just not at the top of it by themselves. (laughs) But they're getting closer. Big houses with big views on big property. Like, what do these people do for a living? How do, there's a lot of people out there. Like, when you drive past these houses that we go to, they're not the only person out there. There's quite, it's not a neighborhood, but it's kind of like there's little neighborhoods. Neighborhoods. Yeah. And all of these people have that kind of income to live out there. But they didn't, they didn't earn the money to live out there by working at Target. Or being like a manager at Walmart. Like it's that it's that next level right. of money. Like stock traders and stuff. People uh, are good at it. Maybe, yeah. It's a CEO, lot of people. CEOs of companies. And... It's surprising in this town, in this area, that there's still that many people with that kind of money. But you have to remember, some of these richer people make it a point to come here because no one will recognize them. No one will bother them. They're trying to get up on a mountain. Yeah. But they don't have enough money to get to the high top. enough up. Like, I believe, you know, the, the high ups in Walmart, they've got a place down in Telluride or Mountain Village. Tom Cruise just sold his house. <laughs> How do you know that? Because I'm a barber and I hear things. So he's gone. And I cut people's hair who 
have worked on these houses or are currently working on Oprah's house or, you know, installed toilets for Jewel, you know. <laughs> she has that kind of money. To have toilets installed? Yeah. <laughs> I have that kind of money, right? <laughs> Who's Jewel? Oh, some washed up old one hit wonder. <laughs> One was, hit wonder? She was not a one hit wonder. Yes, she was. Name three. I can't name three. I didn't listen to her, but she was around longer than one hit. Songs? Yes. She's a, she's a... singer. Mm-hmm. But if you ever sing one. Yeah, just I'm burst not, into song. I am here not going to burst into song right now. What is it? Don't look it up. I'm going to look it up. It's cheating. Who sings that God Was One of Us song? That song was horrible. Not her. You know that one? No. Just a stranger on the bus. You were meant for me. Who will save your soul? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) See, she has enough money to live in Telluride? Yeah. Off of that. Off of horrible music. From 20 years ago. She She just put out an album in 2020. Yeah, right. 2015, 2016, 2013, 2011. Yeah, but nobody's listening to it. Must, someone must be listening to it, man. <laughs> How can you have a music career like that where no one even knows that you're still making albums, yet you still are? Her fans know. Some people are still buying it. Yeah. And those few people still buying it that are still into you this much later are contributing enough money for you to live in Telluride. She also owns a jewelry shop, jewelry shop down there. And her family does that Alaskan survivor show or whatever. Cause she was brought up in Alaska. So she has multiple streams of income. Yeah. That's how they do it. It almost sounds like you could be, like a, a failure of a musician. If we talk about failure as you're not on MTV, right? Showing my age, right? You're not getting consistent rate radio. <laughs> you're not getting consistent no, views on no YouTube. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> or Spotify. But a small percent of the population likes you. And that small percent is still enough money for you to live like a relatively decent life on. Like, not the extravagant life in Telluride, but you probably make dollars $200,000 a year being a failure musician. But there's a possibility you weren't stupid with your money and gambled away like Metallica does. And they have to tour every couple of years to try and recoup that money they lost. But why aren't we these people? Because why do we not have a small audience that's just big enough to pay our bills? Well, I have never tried singing and failed ever. The podcast. Why isn't the podcast providing a living wage? Yeah. Why isn't it providing a thousand dollars a year? No. I, I have no idea. 
I don't, I don't know what makes a podcast take off unless, you know, it's one thing if you were famous that started a podcast. Yeah. You know, that's like what happens. Just, that all happens these, a lot of people. Yeah. Michael Rowe. John Cooper. There's a lot. I know quite a few people that, you know, do other things and then start a podcast and their podcast does great. I don't know many people who just start a podcast and then get famous from the podcast. I know a guy who's going to get into voice acting in Japan. Yeah, I do too. He's going to get famous. Yeah, well, he's big and famous as a voice actor in Japan. Then his podcast will take off. Yep. <laughs> All the Japanese people will listen to it and try to learn English. For the record, I laughed out loud. <laughs> you were like, that was my voice acting. <laughs> like, I was there for it. It, it still made me laugh. <laughs> hey. What do you do? <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's hard for people to make a decent living doing similar shit. But they have connections that you don't. How do I get them? Well, Move to LA. Mm, that's I, the dream, right? I was going to say you can't LA, hate people. Number one, you can't hate people and you can't hate talking to people. There are plenty of people that, like comedians especially, that talk about how much they hate people. And people are like, oh, it's so relatable. And then they're famous. Do people laugh when you say that? Or do people think... <laughs> David does. David does. I guess I do too. There's a market out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's people that think Amy Schumer is funny. I don't get that. You know, it's... You. What? You. She made me go watch one of her movies. Uh-uh. She made you. Not Amy Schumer. Oh, the it was other. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, it's hard to oh, tell Oh, she's them. worse. It's hard to tell them apart. Melissa McCarthy's worse. I... Oh. McCarthy? So McCarthy. McCarthy? Yeah. Okay. Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Ugh. He hated it, for the record. I hate everything she does. She's the worst. But they... They make it. They make it on, like, the big scale. Man, I didn't, even, I didn't understand... But she has plenty of money. I didn't understand why everyone was into Chris Rock, either. So... He has his moments, I guess. But, but I you're right. think everyone's got their their niche, right? Yeah. I think that there's always people that will like certain things, and I told him those people just haven't found them yet. Right, but I think that's the problem, isn't it? He said connections, so maybe that's. I'm part, like, part get of the out there is, and make those connections. Part of the problem is we're at year three and we only have fifty shows. <laughs> Our back catalog is not extensive. It's depressing. Maybe that's why I'm depressed. Yeah? Yeah, you see all these people that, like, you know that you're smarter than them. You know that if you had their job, you could do it better than they could. But this is what 
we're stuck doing. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, did you, did you mean to say I guess for you to? I don't. I don't know. What he wants from you is the answer as to how to fix it and make him famous or the podcast famous. That's what he wants. I don't want to be famous. I don't want the podcast to be famous. I would just like us to be able to do something that can, like, maybe mildly support us. People say, like, the secret to happiness is, like, you know, do what you love. Find something that you love. And it's like, okay, well, like, this is, I like doing this. Mm-hmm. And then the world's like, here's $50 a month. 